0: ncia's cannabis industry voice begins now
1: hi thanks for tuning in to another episode of ncia's cannabis industry voice i'm your host bethany moore i'm the communications project manager at the national cannabis industry association today i am happy to introduce my guest andrew wong andrew is the co-founder of axiom technologies He co-founded that company in late 2017. It's a technology company with a team of technical experts combining academic and industrial expertise in the development and commercialization of novel manufacturing and consumption methods. You'll have to explain that one to me, Andrew. Welcome to the (laughs) show.
2: Thank you very much for having me and absolutely will
1: do. Awesome. Well, first, let's start by getting to know you a little bit better. So let's learn about your background, your experience, what kinds of things you've done in the world uh, before finding yourself being a member of NCIA and working for the cannabis industry.
2: Sure. In a nutshell, I'm a bit of a nerd who happens to love dancing. Now, that might sound ridiculous as a lead-in to my background, Uh huh. but dancing is actually one of the reasons I started to really enjoy cannabis. It's how I familiarized myself with its use and came to accept it as something that can be responsibly used as part of a routine. I started out my career in law. After finishing my law degree in MBA, I worked at a national firm with a heavy focus on corporate law where I did private equity, m and securities work. Around 2015, I saw that the cannabis industry was an exciting growth area for legal services and it was going to be a thing. It was also one in industry where I could become an expert fairly quickly due to its being very novel and compete on an even playing field with the much older lawyers that would otherwise have had an advantage and I would never be able to compete with when it came to advising clients. So I started focusing on gaining and acting for clients in that space. After building a practice on the back of those clients and being a reasonably entrepreneurial person, I decided that I was gonna try and build a company in the industry. I was moonlighting for a while, trying to get something off the ground and funded. And in doing so, um, the previous projects never panned out, but in doing so, I eventually met my current business partner and we formed Axiom Technologies, as you said, in late 2017.
1: Got it. Okay. So you mentioned your relationship with the plant came through dancing. do you want to talk about that a little bit more and then, and then how Axiom Technologies uh, parlays into serving the cannabis industry?
2: Sure. So, for me, dancing is, is part of um, how I maintain my personal health and wellness. I mean, it's, it's, it's a physical thing, obviously, it's a physical activity, but it's also just a, a nice way of, of um, releasing some stress. Oh, yeah, and yeah, and I've always been very focused on my personal health and wellness throughout my entire life, and I, I believe strongly that the, that cannabis has has a place in the lives of many individuals and in that it can be part of a healthy lifestyle if it's used in moderation and just as many people believe that a glass of wine every now and again can help them deal with some stress, I think that people should be given the opportunity to explore cannabis and hemp products as part of their routine now. I won't speak to the supposed medical benefits because I'm absolutely not a qualified physician, but it also certainly seems like there may be exciting ways in which various cannabinoids can be used in the medical field. In order to make cannabis more widely accepted by people, though, and in order to further that that goal of mine, I felt that we needed to be able to make products that would appeal to a market much broader than those who simply like to smoke it. There are many reasons why subsets of people can't or won't smoke cannabis. And there are other reasons why they don't want to use products like infused drinks, foods, and creams in their, in their traditional forms anyway. So we wanted, we wanted to make products that would appeal to these non-traditional users, such as those who simply wanted CBD for their aches and pains, those who wanted to microdose some THC just before bed, those who didn't want to smoke or eat it, but found that it helped them with chronic pain or other issues. Uh, I mentioned before that I always wanted to create and build something and with my skill set and understanding of the non-traditional uses of cannabis based on my experiences, I felt that helping remove the stigma tied to the plant primarily through the development of new products that used or needed these new technologies was where I and our time was best spent.
1: Got it. Yeah, no, that's that's. I think a lot of people that are active. Um, there are a lot of athletes that are talking about how cannabis mm-hmm. is helping them in the recovery or to have a better workout. So I think that makes perfect sense. Thanks for sharing that. Um, so here you are. You're you're the co-founder of Axiom Technologies. Um, your company's been around for about two years now. What are you up to? What's your day to day and uh, how, how are you in, enjoying working with the cannabis industry?
2: Yeah, well, I, I'm enjoying it a lot. It's, it's a very exciting industry. And as for, for us here at Axiom Technologies, we're, uh, as you mentioned at the beginning of the show here, we're a company focused on developing nanotechnologies specifically for use in edible, drinkable, and topical products. Topical products being, for those who aren't familiar with the term, lotions and creams, anything you'd put on your skin. I think it's worth mentioning, too, that we're not simply a group of scientists working in a lab with a view to spitting out new formulations nonstop. We take every single technology prototype that we come up with and validate it on a commercial scale, which includes stress testing it to make sure that there will be no issues with it in the field. Because as, as you know, technology new technology is only as good as its performance in the field, mm-hmm. or in this case, in the manufacturing facilities of our customers. And in the hands of their consumers. So, we pride ourselves in being very comprehensive in the solutions that we bring to our clients. Now, as for roles, uh, we're, we're, we're not a, an enormous team. So, all of our team members fill at least a couple of roles, myself included, which I actually think is a fantastic approach because it allows for a bit of cross-role overlap that often results in some great ideas and suggestions making their way to the primary, the person filling that primary role primary focus is on educating existing customers, potential customers and groups like, like the NCIA about these technologies. One, uh, sorry, Our particular type of nanotechnologies are still very new in the food, beverage and cream space. Not many people are using them at the moment, but more and more people are starting to explore them. And when they do, they need to be armed with enough information to make an educated decision about if, they want to use the technology, and if they do, who to partner with. The cannabis industry is, is it's still fairly young, and, and there have unsurprisingly been issues along the way. Groups like yourself at the NCIA are doing a lot of heavy lifting when it comes to educating the public and other stakeholders about cannabinoids, regulatory requirements, um, how cannabinoids affect you, and how they might be used in different products. Uh, Just among other, uh, just to name a few things that you guys are doing, and and where my role intersects with the cannabis industry is in providing groups like yourself and others with an understanding of why and how to use these exciting and and very useful nanotechnologies in their products.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm checking out your website, and it looks like um, you can even download a nanotechnology primer for, for the layman like myself that's not exactly sure what it's all about. Um, there's education here right on your website that breaks down what it is, a primer on what the technology is, and and big key questions one might have about it. So. That's great. Um, I certainly don't read about nanotechnology on a day-to-day basis, so having information like this right on your website is great for the the person who's new to it. Awesome. And yeah, thank you. Uh, you know, NCIA's three pillars is advocacy, education, and community. Um, obviously, we have a full-time government relations team in Washington, D.C., working on the industry's behalf year-round, um, and our conferences where... We're both creating community and education through the panel sessions and on the expo floor and everything in between, bringing all these people in the same building. Um, I'm looking forward to being in Boston at our Northeast Cannabis Business Conference in February, right around the corner. Looking forward Mm -hmm. to it for sure. Um, The Northeast market is so exciting. Um, All those little Northeastern states are one by one legalizing cannabis and new markets and new opportunities are opening up and it's super exciting uh all right so i just went on a rant about how exciting the (laughs) northeast is but we're going to take our first commercial break and be right back stay tuned
0: ncia's cannabis industry voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors doc rob the concierge for better living
3: Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently
2: Hey, it's Nick Hexum from 311, and you're listening to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina on CannabisRadio.com. Now I'm ready to turn the page on yesterday's episode down. Now I'm willing to disengage to seize the day at the war.
0: Get informed. Get inspired and get connected with more of NCIA's cannabis industry voice only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore. I've lost a little bit of my voice, so apologies to the listeners. Uh, But we are talking with Andrew Wong from Axiom Technologies, who has a lovely voice, and we're learning more about nanotechnology. So Andrew, as our industry becomes more sophisticated, I am just constantly amazed at how high-tech cannabis, a plant, can be. Uh, specifically talking about this nanotechnology, I can kind of wrap my head around it conceptually. Again, I, I looked at the primer, uh, but maybe you can first and foremost explain more about what nanotechnology is.
2: Absolutely. So what we're doing is is a subset of nanotechnologies as a whole. And just for those who, who might Google nanotechnologies full stop, what they're going to come across is something that might say, nanotechnology is a broad range of tech that deals with things that are under 100 nanometers in dimensions of tolerances the point being that you're dealing with something that's very small now the technology or that's the that category can cover a diverse group of fields like organic chemistry molecular biology semiconductor physics micro engineering and just to, to name a few uh, but to put into perspective the scale of what we're talking about the diameter of a strand of your DNA is two and a half nanometers in size. So what we are dealing with uh, is, is something on a very small level, but we're, we're integrating it into products in a way that enhances the performance of those products. So as I mentioned before, what we're focused on in the cannabis industry or the hemp industry doesn't deal with building things on the nanoscale like carbon nanotubes or nanostructures, we're, we're focused uh, in the industry here, primarily on what's called a nano emulsion. So when people are talking nanotechnology in this space, they're usually talking about what's called a nano emulsion. Now to explain what a nano emulsion is, put very simply, it, it's something that you create when you take some oil, like a broad spectrum oil from cannabis, combine it with a bunch of functional ingredients, and either blast it with energy or combine it with a catalyst. In both cases, you'll cause the globs of oil to split split into smaller and smaller globs of oil. And when small enough, and we're usually talking an average average particle size of under 80 nanometers, those globs are no longer attracted to each other and they'll stay separated or suspended indefinitely. And that's the point at which you're able to take some of that nano emulsion and use it to infuse any water-based product, like a drink, a gummy, tincture, or creams or lotions. There are also next level forms and uses for nano such as p- nano powders or powders that can recreate or reconstitute a nanoemulsion when they're dissolved or ingested, but we'll leave that aside for now. You can find out a, a little bit more about that on our website.
1: Okay, got it. I really appreciate that breakdown and it, it is, quite scientific when we start getting into these, um, you know, l- even even further than looking at a microscope. We're talking very, very tiny. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so when we're talking about the cannabis plant and we're talking about infusing products um, and, and relating this technology to the cannabis industry, you mentioned infused products let's get more into the applications of this technology as it relates to the cannabis industry that you and i are in today
2: sure yeah so so the applications are really tied to the benefits that these infused products get from the nanotechnology so just very quickly once something like a broad spectrum cannabis oil has been converted into a nano emulsion it looks like the oil then dissolves in the water, which is a benefit. I mean, you don't have that oil slick or those separate layers in a water-based product if it's a beverage. Um, so people often call this technology a water-soluble technology. You'll probably hear them call it water-soluble technology more than you'll hear people mention the word nanoemulsion or okay. nanotechnology. And while it's not technically correct, we also use that phrase simply because that's what everyone else is familiar with.
1: Close enough. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sure.
2: Anyway, the the industry needs this technology for infused products. I I believe that it truly does need it because while having the oil disperse into these water-based products and not having the the cloudiness or the the slick on top is one of the benefits, it's, in my opinion, the least exciting one. When you get the globs of oil small enough, like we were chatting about before, they can then start to get, become, be absorbed in places that they normally aren't absorbed, such as in your, in your mouth through your mucous membrane, there, in your stomach lining, and through your skin. It, this, for the consumer, this means that they get a much faster onset time for the THC on the order of 10 minutes when ingested or eaten or drink, uh, drank, right. and two minutes when applied on the skin. And it also allows wow. the body to absorb more of the active ingredients. So you're, it's a more efficient way of, of ingesting or using cannabis-based products. Mm. Uh, because you're absorbing the THC or CBD in places you normally wouldn't, you, when, I, when I mentioned that you're absorbing more of it, it's due to the fact that you're avoiding or some of that cannabinoid is avoiding the body's first pass effect. And the first pass effect, people will... They won't. May, they may not recognize it as uh, um, uh, using that label. But when people think about drinking liquor and the fact that it puts strain on your liver, that's kind of how this is playing out. Because your liver metabolizes most things that end up making their way into your bloodstream, and they, it does that with cannabinoids as well. So when you're when you're using these technologies, you're avoiding that effect, and you're able to absorb more of it.
1: Got it. Yeah, I think users really want to feel, especially in in a medical application, they really want that feeling as fast as possible. And one of the downsides of edibles to me is that you have to wait 45 minutes sometimes or longer Mm -hmm. to to even know if if it's starting to work. Um, So some of the pros, obviously, of this technology is that you can get it faster. Um, Are there any cons to <clears throat> using nanotechnology in cannabis or challenges that product makers should be aware of?
2: Yeah, just with anything, there are, there are pros and cons. So we we touched on the pros um, being rapid onset, improved absorption, and the fact that you get what looks like uh, an oil dissolving or, or spreading out in a water-based product. You also do get some improved shelf life. And, uh, and by that, I mean you, you can reduce the degradation of the THC, uh, uh, or CBD in your product. Now, one of the cons, though, is that some consumers might view further processing as less natural and therefore less desirable. I mean, we've all seen products that are or, or these, these very clean label, um, n- only natural health, uh, products movements out there. So it, it is something that certain manufacturers or co-backers and their customers might not desire. So they should, of course, know their customer before committing to the technology. Another uh, con is the fact that it's, it's very new technology in the commercial space. It's been in academia for a while, but it's only starting to make its way into commercial products because, because of groups like ourselves who have solved these, these uh, stability and in, in other issues that allow you to actually use it in the field. And just as with any new technology, we can't and won't, won't know the long-term effects of its use for a while. The last downside, and and I'd say actually one of the biggest challenges facing those who want to use the tech, is probably finding a good partner or a good technology provider. We ourselves have seen so many groups out there using a nano emulsion that hasn't been properly designed or properly stress tested to ensure that it's going to be commercially viable. One example is we saw that um, a product on the market had a preservative regimen that was failing, and, and that meant that their nano emulsion started to separate. So you weren't getting the benefits of that, but they also didn't properly include a preservative regimen in there so that the nano emulsion was growing mold. And, and that's something we hate oh, to no. see because no. yes. it's, yeah, it's such a promising technology that we don't want people to think that it's not, it is isn't something they should be thinking about simply because they're not getting access to good quality
1: product. You just need to use the technology correctly. Understood. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. So, Well, thanks for that explanation. I think, you know, it's still very scientific for those that don't work in a science field. um, But it's, it's nice to wrap our heads around it and have an understanding of how it's positively impacting cannabis products for for people for specific products and uses so thank you for that we have to take another commercial break uh but we'll be right back to chat more with andrew wong from axiom technologies stay tuned
0: ncia's cannabis industry voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors
2: Not seeing many natural substances produce the results that CBD
3: is producing in the animals that we are testing on. It's a dog's life with Angela Ardellino, only on Cannabis Radio.
2: Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots.
0: <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart. Where is it?
2: Not that kind of pot. so it seems like a smart investment.
0: Look for Smart Pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at SmartPots.com. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's cannabis industry voice only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio, and we're wrapping up our conversation here in the next few minutes with Andrew Wong from Axiom Technologies, who's been explaining nanotechnology in the cannabis industry. Um, do, you, do you think this is going to be the new standard or catch on as the new standard for cannabis products, or is it, is it really just for specific circumstances or specific products?
2: I absolutely think it will be the new standard for infused products. I mentioned before that a good technology provider will have a solution that outperforms traditional oils um, when used as an infusion input. The only situation where I see people still wanting to use standard oils is where they view further processing as undesirable for for one reason or another. Now, mm-hmm. I do think that it is very important that people um, find that good technology partner. They take their time to understand, to the, to a certain extent, the technology the the, uh, the benefits and and the potential risks. But I would also recommend that they acknowledge or at least be open-minded to the fact that this is going to be incredibly hard for someone to simply drum up in their own lab. Mm-hmm. We've seen many, many people who've come to us with who have their own formulations, who have own, their own products on the market, these in chemistry with a focus on nanoparticles who can't come up with it. So I think... Hmm. To my earlier point about it being the standard, it will be, but it will be to the extent that groups out there who have good technology are able to pass their technology along to the manufacturers and the people who are actually going to be making the products themselves. Got it. Sorry, very quickly as for who will be using them, we see the, the first group that is probably going to adopt or has been adopting, at least based on what we've seen and will continue to adopt most quickly being the, the mid to large scale extraction operations and co-packers because they've communicated to us that this is becoming a bit more of a thing that's being asked about by their customers and their kind of their, their brands or their labels. So we see that as being the first area where you're, where you'll probably start to see in the news and elsewhere people announcing that they have these types of products for sale or for or for offer.
1: Got it, got it. So look a little bit more bigger picture. I mean, when we're talking about the future of cannabis <clears throat> and the technology that could be used to deliver sophisticated products to a cannabis consumer, I also just love asking people this question lately, especially because NCIA's 10 year anniversary is coming up in late 2020. Uh, The organization was founded in 2010, so 10 years of the National Cannabis Industry Association is having us do a lot of reflection into the past as well as the future. Um, I'm curious if you could make some predictions um, for where you see the cannabis industry 10 years from now in the year 2030.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a tough one. I, 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 if I can give my prediction, but I think it's going to be pretty based on the fact that I enjoy certain things and I think the people that surround myself would probably use it in certain ways. I think that you will see, there will always be people who will be smoking flour, but I do think that a lot more people are going to be comfortable, become far more comfortable using it in other ways as far as drinking it Using it in creams especially, I think that's going to be huge once people realize that you can have this technology that allows you to absorb uh, absorb um, both CBD and THC very rapidly in, in a meaningful way. But I do think that a lot of the market is going to shift away from traditional smoking type products and or at least I should say the other segment will grow far more rapidly. Now, I know there's going to be a bit of an overlap between the hemp industry and the cannabis industry, but I, th- I hope to see that once regulations relax as it relates to cannabis and, and CBD and derived from cannabis, people will start to be less fearful of using cannabis derived CBD and will be more open to using it because of all the other cannabinoids that might be present in higher concentrations in cannabis as compared to hemp. So I think it's going to make its way uh, in, into, into people's routine by virtue of the fact that the types of products that will incorporate cannabis and cannabinoids will be more familiar to people who use yep. them,
1: that makes sense. I, I I also think that these these THC, CBD, and and the other host of cannabinoids are going to make them way make their way into other everyday products as well. Totally agree. Um, so we have run out of time, but I appreciate you being on the show and really explaining. <clears throat> this technology to our listeners where can people find out more
2: uh, they can head to our website i would our website is www.axiom.com that's a x i o n m.com to m's is a monkey they can get a free copy of our nano primer um, and, and they're this it's starting to become a little bit more discussed just generally online as well so if they start to google nanoemulsions, infused products with nanotechnology there'll be a particles popping up Uh, And and it'd be be good for them to get other people's perspectives on it, of course, as well.
1: Great. Awesome. Appreciate that. And if you're a listener and you like what you're hearing or you would like to give us more feedback about the show and what you might like to hear on the show, please take our survey. We'd love to hear from you. You can take that at www.thecannabisindustry.org slash podcast survey and we also hope to see you at our northeast cannabis business conference in boston february 19th through 20th you can learn about that at www.northeastcannabisbusinessconference.com we hope to see you there thanks for tuning in to another episode of ncia's cannabis industry voice until next time